just not give a fuck yeah. about like you're gonna have so many people not seeing your vision you're gonna have so many people talking down on you you're gonna have competitors once you're obviously at a certain level talk talk shade on you like you just gotta stay in your lane do not give a fuck hang around the people you mess with and just keep building bro no degree no problem any problem we can solve them Insomnia keeps us evolving. We growing in the knowing, the wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the No Degree Podcast. I want to personally thank you for tuning in and supporting our show. If you haven't yet, hit that follow or subscribe button. I encourage you, don't keep this to yourself. Share these inspiring stories with your friends, invite them to subscribe and connect with us on social media. So today. I have Jackson on. Jackson, do you mind giving me a brief intro of yourself? Oh, yeah. My name is Jackson. Google Ads for e-commerce is what I do. Um, been in the space for yeah, a while now, like four years. It's uh, it's been a journey, but yeah, we help e-com brands. Uh, we help e-com brands scale with Google Ads and stuff. I put value add on like Twitter, YouTube, stuff like that, and uh, that's what I do, bro. I appreciate you having hey, me on. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited. So, how'd you get into the space? 16, 15 years old, I was, uh, I was working at Macca's, McDonald's and then I was like, all right, uh, I want to make more than 15 bucks an hour. So I literally YouTubed how to make more money online and that's what got me on the path of like online money. So first I sort of dabbled into Amazon FBA and then I was like drop shipping, um, got mentors, stuff like that. And then we moved on to the uh, agency space, tried that for a little bit. I was doing Facebook ads back then didn't enjoy it so then went back did like the normal nine to five stuff got an apprenticeship came back and kind of started, i was like no nah, there's a hunger in me i've got to do something started a clothing brand called growth grew that up a little bit sold that and then i got into the google ad space and uh yeah obviously scaled that up but that's a very sort of quick little nugget um how i started but yeah bro just trial and error been in, uh, since i was 16 22 now so it's uh definitely definitely more under the iceberg than what people obviously say at the top. Let's go under the iceberg. What do you actually want to be in high school? Man, I wanted to be like doctor or a vet. And I wanted to be like sports science. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I remember we went to a university camp, basically college, university's college. And um, as soon yeah. as I went on that, that tour, that camp, whatever you want to call it, I was like, nah, this ain't for me. Like, fuck this. This is not my vibe. Like, I can't do this. So then I, I realized, all right, I'm going to do something else that was an apprenticeship or like just, just something out, out of the um, ordinary, like online space. So definitely a hunger to go to uni and potentially do like something like a nine to five. There's nothing against that, but like I was definitely going down that route. But yeah, just yeah. for me. Yeah, no, it's not for everyone. Now, what about the campus made you realize like, hey, I can't do this. I, I don't vibe well with this. I don't know. Like it was just like the, the whole sort of, Go to class from here for forty five minutes. There for forty five. Lunch at this time. You know, and then we, and then you obviously might stay there on the campus and uni. And it's like, nah, bro. I need more free time than that. I want to do what I want to do. You know what I mean? And it's so like yeah. you go to university for three to five, sometimes ten years, just to get a piece of paper that you could potentially even like. The thing is, like yourself, myself, and many others have a business online without having that business degree. People go to school for business degrees. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you just build the business and stuff. So, 
searched up how to make money online. Let's go a little deeper into that. What was your first dollar? Talk about the first dollar you made online. Oh, man, I think my first dollar was like trading some foreign stocks that were probably illegal. You know, I remember at school or some shit, I like stock trading and stuff. It was sketchy. I like Shopify. I remember hearing that first like chiching noise, drop shipping. My mentor, Noah Tuck, um, and many other YouTubers helped me with, with that journey. But yeah, I remember getting my first sale. I was like, whoa, this shit actually, it was like 20 something bucks. But I was like, wow, that gave me the, the switch where I was like, this shit's possible. Like we can, we can scale this up or online money, it's achievable. PayPal obviously held my funds for like six months. So I didn't get that money. But that noise, that notification from Shopify gave me the hunger to obviously be where I am today. So yeah, shout out Shopify. You know, what's funny, I had a friend who had a Shopify store and I heard that to Ching. And when you start a new store and you start hearing it, when you have those moments where you hear multiple Chings like very close, it's a very special feeling. 100%. Very nice sound. Very nice sound. Now, what did you do after? Did you try to scale the store? What came next? I think I did like four or five dropshipping stores. I'm not going to sit here and pretend they were all successful. I think one, yeah, we did, I did one. That was like a microwave sort of cleaner thing where you put it in, you put water in. People would know probably what I'm talking about. That was semi-successful. Um, but after that, they were just not not winning, right? Um, but then obviously I started the clothing brand, scaled that up. We had like boxes of inventory all over my house, bro. It was crazy. Honestly, getting supplies, getting everything shipped over, having like 10K worth of inventory over just, and then I'm like, all right, I've got to sell this stuff now. And as like a 17-year-old like guy, having 10, 15K worth of inventory at school, having to draw passes off on the way to school, crazy. So I was obviously very nervous in that that realm and that sort of period in life. But it, I learned heaps, man, and it was so worth it. Just the, the hunger, the hunger you get at the, that you have at the start of the journey compared to obviously like, I still wish I had that. I do, I still have that same hunger, but you trying to get out of the trenches and like get to 10K a month, get to 5K a month, be your first client, bro. Uh, that hunger, like that's that's powerful. I, I when I got my first client for my agency, bro, a few years back, I cried. That's how that's how important it was. Now it's like, yeah, another client, another client. Like, yeah, we get the same yeah, yeah. results, blah blah blah. But that, yeah, that hunger is so powerful, and you want to never get comfortable when you obviously commence and progress. You know, it's funny. You don't necessarily make that much money from the first clients, but they're just special because they're like, you trusted me, right? I didn't know everything. I didn't have the same social proof, but you trusted me. And it's just special. You know, it's funny today. I had a client that worked with me over two and a half years ago. I started writing resumes about three years ago. He came back to me for a resume update and he was like, yeah, I got it. And it's just special. It was just like, wow, you know, you, you're one of my earlier clients and he was a senior level client. Yeah. And then he came back and he was like, yeah, no, you, you're good with the stuff. And he was really happy. So it's cool when they, they remember, remember that. Now, started growing and, you know, you had some successes, you had some wins. What was the next big move that you did? The next big win was obviously the realization that you can obviously charge more than what you think. So I, I do recommend people to add like a 20% on tick or tack on what they, yeah. they, they want to invoice. So if you want to invoice $2,000 because you go from, all right, I'm going to invoice them 3 k and then you get a little bit nervous on the call, you're like, all right, 2000 like you want to just go now, you want to stick with your gut, maybe do 2200 or 25 or even 3K. Yeah. But 
that first initial sort of like shit, like this is like something we can scale is when I've invoiced my first client for like eight, eight and something thousand dollars. And that's when I was like shit. But that was performance based too. So it showed me yeah. that we had the skill to obviously scale stores up from zero to obviously where they are today. But it also gave me the realization that all right, we can make some good money from clients that obviously have the certain qualifications. So that was sort of like the next big sort of kicker when I realized we could obviously scale and get those clients and sort of make that uh, those results for those invoices. After that, it was all probably hiring because hiring is very sort of you have to trust and you have to obviously you have to put your sort of name on the line a little bit. You have to ensure that you obviously train these people up correctly. But you either train yeah. cheap or well, no, you either train sort of uh, people that are like obviously cheaper per hour where you bring in high qualified people at the start, pay a little bit extra, but you know uh, these guys have a bit of knowledge in the space already, require less training. So there's two different ways you can go about it. That was definitely yeah. one of the biggest moments for myself was hiring. Yeah, it's either... You pay money or you pay with time. There's no way around it, right? Uh, there's always a, a, a trade-off. Now, how was it? So you started hiring people. Were you nervous at all? Because it's oh. like, hey, I'm hiring, now I'm paying. Yeah, bro. But the thing was too, like, I didn't know how to hire. Hiring is a skill. You need to look. You have, you need to, it's like when you have that eye for, I don't know, something that's going wrong or something that's, or an e-com store that you know you can scale or just, yeah, you have that eye of like, all right, yeah, and you kind of get those, those gut feelings like this person's going to be really good for my business, my company. Um, and you, I, I always think you want to hire personality before skills because you can always yeah. train skills, like personality. If you don't fuck with them, they don't fuck with you. If they just don't yeah. see the goals that you do, there's no way about it. Like it's not worth, like it doesn't really matter if they're, Hunter at Twitter and they just got fired. Like, if they haven't got the vision, like you, they don't share that same vision, not powerful. So, no. hiring was very obviously, I was very cautious about it. And, um, yeah, you, you obviously hire some people at the start, the journey where you think that might share the same vision or you just want good results, just in that. Um, but most of my hires have been, yeah, pretty, pretty on point, top tier, and like. Just being patient with it, you know, not just going, all right, we're going to hire someone. The second, per- the, the second person you have an interview with, all right, done. Like, unless you get that feeling, but like, I recently hired senior ad specialist, a copywriter, and a client success manager. Man, in the, in October alone, I think I had like 80 something meetings for three of those different positions. And like, you go through them and you're like, all right, yeah, we found that person. And you hope you made the right decision because if you didn't, you're going to look like a dick going back to those other people that you said no to. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, look, there's always risks. You know, what can you do? So what came next, right? You, you're hiring, you're growing. What was the next big success? The next big success was trying to get my time back. That was the other aspect of the growth because you go from, you go from, all right, I'm going to leave the nine to five life to work the four to four life. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you work, yeah, you work crazy hours and people, like I'm like obviously in the office, you're in your office, like people don't see this. They just think you're some internet dude trying to make it, like you know what I mean? So the thing is, it goes from how's your little online business going to like shit, you're pulling numbers, like how'd you do it? They see the IG, they see this shit, they don't see underneath the iceberg. But 
from that success of obviously getting my time back and it was it was obviously having to systemize things having to chip in having to take a bit of like the profit margin away maybe five ten fifteen percent just to get like those few hours back in the day because having a team you can rely on to deliver the same results or even better results than what you could have done it's it's powerful bro and the thing is if you have if you can just go out like day-to-day life without having to worry about slack message or oh shit maybe my agent's yeah. authentic to shit that's so powerful so it gives you a bit of security too so i've i'm happily i have a i've trained up a team that's like top tier and i can easily say like yeah we've we've, yeah, we've done well there's always there's always like you always learn stuff along the way but i don't have to be on slack for a day like my team you know what i mean like i'm always on slack because me being me yeah. but if i went away or if i was flying someday i'd be fine i wouldn't be stressing now you mentioned the iceberg, right? The iceberg that no one sees. What are some of the things that people did not see? Too many things. They they, they don't see obviously the struggles, the uh, things such as like the money running out of the uh, the bank account going low. Um, yeah, the struggles you go through the the sometimes the, the results that aren't the greatest at the start of the journey, or just just little things that obviously that you chip away and you learn because. You want to learn along the way, right? You don't want to just be perfect from the start. Like I always say to people, that's where I kind of went wrong at my start. I was like, we need this set up. We need this to be perfect. We need that. Just fucking start, bro, you know? Like just learn in the trenches. If you fuck up, it doesn't matter. Like you'll learn. And everyone, as long as it's not such a bad mess up, it's life. Everyone messes up, you know what I mean? So that was, uh, yeah, they're, they're probably the main things that obviously – Affected, not affected, but like happened during the bottom of the iceberg. Just uh, those 14 hour days, friends not understanding, stuff like that. You lose, trust me, you lose friends. Like, yeah. People have to know in the business space, you're, you're going to get a whole new circle. Your, your, your mates that you thought were your mates, some of your closest mates, nah, bro. Like, you're going to lose many mates because they don't see the vision. And then you realize it's like that Cobra Tate matrix sort of aspect to you like oh, i don't really fuck with that like i'm more sort of this i want to do the business so i don't, i see this way your circle, your circle changes and then obviously you go from there but not not just in business but personal life as well a lot of things change for the good you just have to surround yeah. yourself with the right individuals what were some of the biggest things that you struggled with um definitely at the start people seeing my vision like family friends I do understand why people don't see the vision because the thing is, no matter how clearly you explain your vision to somebody, no one is going to see your vision as clearly as you. So you can say, I want to build te- I want to build the next Tesla. It's going to be X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. I can see you for the next hour explaining to you how I'm going to build the next Tesla. But they're going to go out of the day, do something else. I'm not going to understand the vision. So you need to just work in the dark, do the hours behind the scenes and kind of show you the scoreboard when you're finished, you know what I mean? So that's, that's obviously one of the biggest tips that I have. What were some things that you did well, like right off the bat? And I got to ask, how did you have 10K as a 17-year-old? How'd you save up the money? Yeah, uh, hustles, man. Like, I, it's family, bro. I think it's when it, not, not family money. I mean, like, the, 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 uh, the work ethic, you know? So, like, I remember I was, like, selling concert tickets or, like, picking trash up or man selling things online like just anything you know and then 
that initial capital, that obviously the money to buy stuff for the uh, clothing brand came from obviously the, the drop shipping days. And I would spend all my my my, my macro salary that I would fifteen bucks an hour. Let's go type of thing on on just the the drop shipping on Facebook ads. I'd be like spending two days worth of work at Macca's for like like four hours of Facebook ads or some shit. But it is what it is. So like that initial capital came from obviously the, the hard work that I did from the previous jobs and stuff. Looking back, what were some of the hardest jobs you ever did? Uh, most people would say Macca's, but I, I kind of fucked with Macca's. Like the way you look back, obviously you're, you're in the trenches like, fuck this, fuck this. Yeah. I hate this. But looking back, if you're at the right sort of franchise, they, they teach some good things, really good things. Man, I still know how to mop properly. So thanks, Mac, for teaching me how to mop correctly. But other than that, like picking trash up, um, what else? Working at like a, a plant factory and stuff like that. Trying to sell concert tickets. That wasn't really hard. Like it wasn't like tougher. But yeah, a lot of stuff, bro. A lot of stuff. What? was the biggest mistake you've made in terms of business not starting a personal brand sooner i wouldn't i don't, I don't know if that's a mistake but i wish i started sooner now I, I wish i wasn't such a bitch at the start and then like just just started just grew a set and just fucking started you know in regards to like now nah, this has to be perfect i need this i need that and like you have to, and the same same coming off that too you got to learn to just sort of be like a dana white just not give a fuck yeah that like you're going to have so many people not seeing your vision. You're going to have so many people talking down on you. You're going to have competitors once you're obviously at a certain level talk talk shade on you. Like you just got to stay in your lane. Do not give a fuck. Hang around the people you mess with and just keep building, bro. Yeah, no, I love that freaking attitude. Now, how did you improve yourself over time? So you're learning. What's, how do you go about learning? <laughs> the books behind me as well books youtube twitter um learning along the way like in person like just fucking up a few times and learning the hard way it's powerful man like that that's they're the, they're the, they're the biggest sort of ways i've learned as well as mentors and your mates that you surround yourself with this time last year i knew no business mates and you knew what no one on twitter and stuff like that now i've got like contacts in america europe like big econ people that we just chat and we just talk econ or we just talk business, like, and it's a different environment, you know, and you learn from each other and everyone wants that in the same sort of circle and stuff like that. So definitely leveraging your network and just being open and net. You don't have to catch up in person. Like you got FaceTime, you got this, like sort of stuff, like communicate via Twitter, stuff like that, and just learn from different people and stuff like that. Are there any books you'd recommend? What are your favorites? Yeah, man. It's like, obviously, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's a good one. But in regards to like, there's different ones. Obviously, there's investing ones, advertising ones. But the four-hour work week's really good. Elon Musk's um, biography's really good too. But yeah, other than that, it's like, built to sell. I won't recently read these lately. Built to sell. Um, that one's a really okay. good one. The 48 Laws of Power, that, that's a freaky one, but good. Yeah, any YouTube channels you really like? <laughs> some some are business, some are not. Like the Nelk Boys and stuff, that, that's always a good one. But yeah. if you want to keep it business-based, it's like, yeah, obviously classic Iman Gads. Like when I was in my sort of 
period of learning and stuff and consuming. Kai Burks, um, he might, Kai Burks, not many people on Twitter know about him, um, but he's, he's an OG in the space. Um, Iman Gadzi, I started like Scott Hilsey and stuff. That's what got me into dropshipping. Luca Nets, Luke, like if you guys don't know who Luca Nets is, just learn who Luca Nets is. He's a, he's a beast in what he does. Um, Luke Belmar, King as well. But yeah, just uh, find, find the people that you really mess with, obviously content-wise, and then sort of mix those guys into like how you go about your business. And yeah, that's what I recommend. So now let's kind of look back. What are some of the things that you would not advise people to do, right? So that they don't make the, some of the same mistakes that you did. You Courses are great, but you don't need a course to find success. So new course, new me doesn't exist. Just obviously you can find a lot of information on you, like YouTube, Twitter, uh, books, for example. You got to think all these people, it was online courses, well, mostly no online courses, but obviously they originally wrote the book. So the thing is, there's so much knowledge in those like 102 pages right there, you know. So the thing is books, um, so you don't really have to buy a course. Courses are great, but you don't have to. Don't rely on one channel for lead gen. When it comes to clients, you want to obviously do personal branding, emails, DMs, but you just want to be like, you just want like that. There's another human on the side of it. So just don't come in and be like, you want Google ads? Your e-com store sucks. Like, just, hey, man, what's up? Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just just be like another human and get warm with them and then kind of just be like a person they know that does Google ads, you know? Like, I've yeah, the last time I've done sort of like outreach in regards to like you want Google ads, like this, that, like, man, months, months. Referrals, they, they, more people just yeah, come yeah. to me, you know what I mean? And plus, I'm not that type of person to just be like, bang, bang, like, yeah, I'll do Google like straight off the bat. Google has us go type of thing. So, yeah, yeah. No, you need to build a relationship. You need to talk. And I find that the clients end up better. You end up understanding their problems and all that. Now, how has the industry changed over time? Because the, I look, I took a hundred hour course on Facebook ads in like 2018 and things change all the time, right? New privacy things, the Apple updates. Platforms change, right? Demographic shifts and all that. So what have you personally witnessed? Yeah, there's, there's plenty of things. It's like, obviously, attribution is a big thing. Um, got yeah. like ads nowadays. Um, there is plenty of up-and-coming e-com people and they're all guns. And <laughs> so always be on the lookout for, for that. Don't just think like brands, like big, the big brands only have the knowledge. Um, people are very willing now to obviously share knowledge just for free. Obviously, example once again, Twitter. But in the space in general, um, yeah, you just got to stay unique. And I think I think staying unique and staying true to you, doing a service you really fuck with, uh, you'll get places. Um, but answering your question, it's like, yeah, people are starting to obviously leverage a bit of personal brands a bit more than just emails because emails, everyone's just doing emails. But Emails doesn't really give you give you too far if you're just doing emails. I think omni-channel advertising too is huge. Obviously UGC and stuff, and people are wanting to build a community between their uh, customer base compared to just selling them all the time and, and stuff. So like discords and trying to get them involved, like Gymshark, amazing example. They've got Gymshark gyms and stuff like that. 
man, I want to yeah. go to the UK just to go to the, one of their gyms. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, if you're starting an econ brand, think community. Think um, it's better to have a, a tight sort of following than it is having a large number of followers. What would you say is your biggest accomplishment? I remember I recorded a video in my current car, Hyundai i30, little, little runaround. I think I recorded that video Q1 of this year, maybe like March or something like that. And I was at 7K a month for my agency. And I watched it again yet, like literally last week. And I was like, all right, I want to buy, I want to get a Tesla this time. Uh, this time next year, I'm going to be driving around in a Tesla. I'm going to have an agency at 100K per month. Both of those are, have, were achieved last month. So that has to be my biggest achievement because I'm going to be driving a Tesla soon. So just watching that back and being like, fuck, like I'm, I, I did it. So that that's my biggest uh, accomplishment, yeah. Man, I'm happy for you. I'm happy Appreciate for you. That, bro. I mean, you definitely worked hard. Now, if you saw your 18-year-old self walking down the street today, in 2022, what would you tell them? I'd be like, stop chasing those girls and chase some bags, bro. That's what I would tell them. That ass. Get away from those females and just keep chasing the bags and stay hungry. That's it. And that is that is dead ass, bro. It's dead ass. Nah, I mean, look, you got to make sure you stay on your vision because I've seen a lot of people just get too caught up in relationships. Not that they're not important, but sometimes if you let them hold you back from what you want to do, right? It, you want to make sure you have something for yourself. Now, exactly. what what are some of the things that you still struggle with and you're still trying to improve? Always being a good leader. I think it's important to, as a CEO, as a founder, as a wannabe entrepreneur type of thing, to not have an ego. Put that fucking shit out the side, you know? Like, leave that at the door. When you're, when you're sort of running a team or when you're sort of like wanting to be an entrepreneur, you... You always want to take sort of constructive feedback. Myself, I ask both my clients, both my team all the time, what can I do better? How can I be better? I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm like, oh, I know everything because I don't. Um, so being able to take feedback is, is massive. So I always uh, learning to become just a, a better leader to obviously the team and just an individual as well. I do the same thing with my mates. What can I do better? Just always asking questions makes obviously – you look obviously like an individual wanting to to get better as a human, but um, it's powerful when you're leading the team too. So um, yeah, I would say that. What are your future goals, man? Future goals. I was like, what? You gotta take look. You gotta take a video because you took that video before you accomplished this, and so now you gotta make a video like, hey, I hit my goals, but you know, next time, whatever. And I wanna, we definitely gotta talk, and we gotta see what happens. I know, man. Just, I was crazy, bro. I, I saw that video last week. I was like, fuck, like, we did it. Like, it was, a, and, but right at that moment, you've got to stay hungry. Like, you've got to be like, all right, 100K, like, we keep going. And then the next, go- yeah. like, but at the same time, you always don't want to be chasing numerical goals. That's very dangerous as a person. You always want to, you can be at 500K per month, but your life ain't going to change. The thing is, you want yeah, to yeah. be able to help people and see your family and stuff like that. So chasing, that's a, probably a quick nugget. Just don't always be chasing numerical goals. Maybe freedom, financial freedom and time freedom. That was sort of like the, the goals that I then set after like 40K per month type of thing. But in regards to future goals, I want to obviously get into a few other businesses, maybe like another 
It's definitely like obviously the typical SaaS. I'll do that in the near future time. Yeah. But like just starting a few more businesses, um, but also getting into real estate too. That, that's a goal of mine. Um, and I do ret- I, would, uh, I do want to retire my parents as well. That's, and that's probably it. I want to really emphasize something. And I think it's really important because you always said stay hungry. And it's about finding that right balance where you're hungry, but you're also grateful and appreciative of what you have. Because if you're never grateful and appreciative while hungry, you'll always be miserable because there's always more that you can get. But when if you're too appreciative and too grateful to the point where you're not hungry, that's a detriment. So it's about finding the right balance where you're like, hey, I'm happy with what I have, but I still have bigger goals. And it's such a tough balance, right? Because you have to be right in the right area, too much on any one side and it's a detriment. That's the thing. And you also have to understand that your time is so, it's like worth a lot, you know? So just putting your time into a conversation or into like a, a business or into anything, it's, like when you get to a certain point, you have to start thinking. It's not like money, this or that. It's like time. Have you ever got comfortable like at a certain stage and you're like, oh, fuck, like let's, let's stay on track. See, the thing is, I have like this big dream. So it's like, it's going to take years, you know, like a, at least a five to 10 years. Maybe even longer. That's good. That's but, like Gary Vee with the Jets. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I, because my thing is, look, for nodegree.com, I want to compete with Indeed, Monster, LinkedIn, and be the number one source for jobs for people without degrees. So that's like to get number one is going to take, and I want to do it without funding, right? I don't want to be raise capital, go to VCs and all that, because you know how it is. They're going to go ROI. I want to make sure that I can help, you know, find some, give some direction to that 16 year old you, right? Where you could be like, oh, you know, here's a free YouTube channel that I can learn from. So it's like, if I got funding, I'd grow faster, but then they take away ownership. But I got to do what I got to do, but I don't mind that. So I have that long vision. So I've always been hungry, right? I've been at this company eight years, four years full time. I actually got a job again to supplement Netflix uh, flexible, but it's like, I've always been hungry, but I'm also appreciative, you know, because I've seen it. I'm glad that I could keep going. I'm glad I still have that hope and that vision because you've probably been there where there's no hope left for the company. And it sucks as an entrepreneur because we get in with excitement. We get in like, hey, we're going to be big. But then when it That's dies, it. it's just like, it's sad. Yeah, exactly. That's why going back to like the whole team, like you need, you need to have a team that obviously shares the same vision as you. Because like if you don't and something fucks up, and they tell they, they're not like hungry to get more, then it's like, oh, shit, well, fuck, this is really not good, you know. The client's this and then the team members aren't really like communicating on Slack and they're not, they're not like enjoying the time here or whatever it may be. But yeah, I think your point about obviously staying hungry, but staying appreciative is, um, is very powerful because we don't want to obviously get to the point where we're not appreciative of anything because our life will just be fucking miserable, but yeah. always staying hungry for more, but not in a way that you're like some fucking cocky guy that always yeah. hates life and wants more. And you've got a Ferrari now you chase another one instead of red, you want yellow. You know what I mean? So you want to find that balance and it is powerful. And I think you do that. But if you don't, you just end up like a miserable fox there. Yeah. No, yeah. no you completely get it. So 
Now, what's the typical amount of money that you've made? Like, or if you don't want to share your own, how much do people in this industry make? In regards to like the agency? Yeah. So like how much would a, a typical founder be able to pay themselves? Because people hear these numbers of 100K a month and they think like, oh, wow, this guy's walking away with 50, 80K a month. But it's like, hey, you know what? You have to reinvest. You have to do this. You have to grow. You have to pay workers. You have to do this. You have to yeah. do training. That And agency is one of those things. Like you went from 7K to 100K and I've, I'm not saying you, but other people have also gone from 100K down to 10K. You know, it's about being on top because these things change. I know so many people got killed when Apple did their updates and they didn't adapt, right? You have yeah. to, you know, diversify your efforts. Exactly. And that, that was a big thing why, why I was lucky because when Apple kind of like, said, all right, we're going to fuck this shit up. I didn't say that, but yeah, you know what I mean? They, uh, <laughs> that's when I sort of, I think maybe it was like eight months, a year prior to that. I was like, oh, only Google type of thing. So then I was like lucky because I was on Facebook. Shit, you know what I mean? Not good. So I was Google and <laughs> I just used that. I was like, yeah, fuck Facebook ads, Google ads for the win. Come, do you want to, do you want to run your ads? <laughs> So, the selling point that I use on the sales course was didn't go down like that. It would be, be better than that. I love it. I love it. So, what advice would you have for the general 18 year old who wants to get into the type of work that you do? Don't go to uni and don't get a, a normal job and stuff. Like, if you have to, do it. Definitely do it. But you got hours. You got to think. Elon Musk, for example, dude runs like fucking six companies or some shit. He's still got 24 hours in the day. So why can't you go to school and just start a little side hustle? And if you say no to that, then you're just a, like a serious straight up bitch, you know? So just find time, work on it two, four hours a day. And the thing is, you'll see after three to four months if it's worth it. Put three to four months in. Like what's why? Like what, what's worst case going to happen? You find out if it doesn't work. And if it does work, well, well great. Maybe you can leave that nine to five. So definitely... Find a little hustle, start, learn while you're in the trenches and just put, uh, put, put sort of like a date to it and maybe like a, an investment or a capital sort of limit. I'm going to invest 5K into X and I'm going to do it for three months. That's it. If that doesn't work, let's go back to my nine to five or we start a new side hustle. But if you are hungry enough to leave that nine to five, trust me, you will find a way. And if you don't, I don't think you're hungry. So I want to thank you for that, your time. I look forward to you retiring your parents. I'll be following you on Twitter. Keep Gotta up get the that journey. That's my, yeah. that's my one of the videos that pops off, eh? Retiring my parents. <laughs> yeah, we need the clip. And then you got to make the, you got to make a face like, just retired my parents. And you know, that yeah, kind of face, exactly. thumbnail and, and all that. Check back and then be like, nah, jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cool. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. All good, my man. All good. Another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this information was valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by you. No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree inc if you want to personally reach out to me connect or follow me on linkedin at janaid iqbal
spelled J-O-N-A-E-D, last name I-Q-B-A-L. Until next time, no degree, no problem, nodegree.com.